It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, it's Friday, you know what that means. Uh, the Chiefs have beaten the Chargers 27-24 last night in Thursday Night Football. This is the Play Action Pass podcast. I'm ill and joined, as always, by uh, Tony and Rob. Tony, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's Friday, isn't it? So everyone's happy on a Friday. Everyone's happy. You've just rolled out of bed. Rob's yeah, been great. The second time of the day. The second time of the day. There you go. Rob, how you doing, mate? Talk to Sue your Greg's order, mate. Yeah. It won't make my 101, but yeah, it's, um, we went to we went to Greg's and uh, had a quick sandwiches, seen some family there. So yeah, all good. All good. Enjoy Friday. Oh, nice. Nice. Did you enjoy your Greg's as much as you enjoyed the Thursday night football? Let's get into it. What, what do you think of that? Uh, pr- pretty close, I think, to be honest. I, I, I was quite hungry, so I think the sandwich probably <laughs> just, just won. But yeah, I did enjoy the game as well, though. Nice, Tony. Yeah. Did you uh, enjoy it? Yeah, good game. I I looked at something after this game because um, uh, I'm obviously getting into a bit more betting and betting the over unders and all that good stuff. I I think that everyone's very quick to say that the Chiefs games are going to be high scoring. When they're home, they're actually not. So Chiefs are very high scoring on the road. There's something to look out for when everyone thinks Mahomes is going to put up, uh, you know, and it's going to be back and forth. But more than not likely, um, the games hit the under when Chiefs are home. I don't know why that is. It's nothing to do with crowd noise. It might be just the way they play at home is a little bit different, but something to look out for. Um, because I think it did. It was slow. You know, take away the touchdowns at the end, it would have been a really low scoring game with two of the best quarterbacks in the league. So it was a bit of a strange one. Um, people were expecting a bit like a bonanza. I don't think they got it. No, that's fair. Uh, Rob, any, any key takeaways from you, mate, from this one? Um, yeah, I think. Um... I think the charges. I I I'd like to see them, but just a bit a bit more um, on the hurry up on offense later on. Like they play when you know when Herbert's under pressure, he's got to produce. He does, but um, I think you know they had a good balance early, and I think a couple of times they could have gone for fourth day and they didn't, um, and they ultimately lost them the game um, in the end. But yeah, I, I think Lonnie's right with um, with the Chiefs at home. I think a lot of the time though, they're normally blowing out teams, so then. It's not really. really back and forth, but I think this game, I think they were behind, but yeah, I, I, I'm worried about the off, the offense in general. I say worried. I, I don't think there's any standout weapon other than Kelsey. I don't know if you picked that up as well, but looking at their weapons, they're just yeah. not good. They're not good weapons. Scant- I think Valdez Scantley had something like seven, eight targets, didn't do anything with them. Juju was completely invisible. Hardman had one or two little looks, but overall... They're going to miss Hill in the big games, I think. Um, and Kelsey was, you know, he had the targets, just didn't get a touchdown. But overall, I didn't think it was that great um, for the Chiefs. And then obviously on the um, the other side, I think Williams, Mike Williams come through for all those people who were panicking, uh, you know, justifying his round three, round four pick. But again, you know, Keenan Allen was out. So if he's in, can they both get those targets and, and those points? Because I think the charges are going to be a lot stronger this year and they may dominate a lot of teams and they might not, need to throw as much so so yeah that was my um mm. takeaways i agree agreed with the fancy takeaways i think you can't trust any wide chiefs wide receiver at the moment and maybe for foreseeable and i don't think eckler's a first round pick in my opinion i think he was often on the field a little bit too much in the first half it was interesting actually in the second half he plays i think 80 88 of the snaps which is you know they obviously talked about something at halftime and they were like right sony michelle's not actually getting the work done kelly actually looked all right but if it's Eckler and Kelly, then I think obviously Eckler will still 
return that value as he did last year. But if it's three of them, then he's going to be in trouble. And um, they're better first-round picks. So looking back, Eckler doesn't feel like... And also, that's a game without Keenan Allen. He got 10 targets. So when Keenan Allen comes back, we be interested to see if Eckler you know, returns that PPR value. And I think those who didn't play Josh Palmer actually did the right call because he got very lucky with the touchdown at the end, obviously. Um, uh, we want to see Herbert play uh, next week, but there is a bit of doubt there. You know, mm-hmm. they could come back these x-rays with a broken bone or someone's talking about cartilage. Uh, we'll see what comes back. But he, he looked like, I mean, that throw on fourth one was incredible to DeAndre yeah. Carter. Um, he needs to play for fancy relevance, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way he came back in that game, the play just before yeah. when he went off, throwing it away and then comes back and, and absolutely unbelievable throw on the dot um, with potentially broken ribs. What a man. Um, speaking of injury news, good segue there, Tony. We didn't plan that. But uh, some players to, to watch out for. Uh, Matt Jones suffering with illness, Kamara uh, with ribs. But both of those look um, like they're leaning towards the right direction. Mike Evans with a calf injury. A lot of the, the Bucks are suffering at the moment. So obviously that puts Tom Brady's potential uh, playability in question. Pittman, who had a great first week, suffering with quad. Um, Swift and Kittle um, still wants to watch. So, so some, big, um, some big reports to look out for coming out of training today. Uh, and then J.K. Dobbins is trending in the right direction, but that's a yeah. bit of a... Bit of a a risky one to to play on his first game back. And T. Higgins seems to be making positive progress as well through the concussion protocol. So anyone I've missed there, gents, that you've spotted in the news or on Twitter the last couple of days or, or anyone you're overly concerned about? You could have added any of those Bucks receivers. That I mean, that is something to watch. If two of the five are out, then you could play the likes of Russell Gage. We'll talk about him probably either or Julio Jones. You know, we just have a look who's active and inactive at that receiving call, I would say, because uh, we know Brady can justify three start right receivers. Yeah, absolutely. Cameron Brady, the... actually. But we'll talk about that again after. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that. Just on the topic of Brady a second, where do you think this... Uh, is there any concerns about what Brady can produce? Um, no, for my I don't think so. I, I think he'll get his... He'll have, his, he'll have some sort of weapons out there. We've seen him produce a Paramount. I mean, he made, you know, a couple of years ago, Paramount was pretty good in there. If, he, if he's there, he's still starting, Brady. No, no, uh, no worries from me. Yeah, Rob, any concerns for you, mate? No, uh, this week, I've, I've got, obviously, with the matchup, he's got the Saints and he hasn't got a good record. But yeah, long term, you've, you've, got, to back, you've got to back Brady to, uh, to come through with the goods. Nice. Well, that's the, uh, that's the injury news. And like I said, keep an eye out on the, um, on the reports coming out. Keep an eye on Twitter. Uh, sorry, the day ahead of Sunday. Waiver chat now. New sort of section um, or segment. But uh, obviously, we process your waiver, your pickups. You watch everyone spend a lot of cash on, uh, on a couple of players the last couple of days. Just a question for you guys. Tony, were you first? Who was your top target going into this waiver wire? Uh, for week one, did you get them, and are we happy to drop uh, either to get them or just drop in general? Uh, so I I stayed actually clear of the running. Usually I use this segment for running backs, but I, Jeff Wilson's a popular name on the on the wire. I think he was probably number one. I didn't get him, um, but I, I liked. So in terms of the ones that I did get, Curtis Samuel and Zay Jones are two names that I put quite a lot of bids in elsewhere. Um, 
I like the fact that in, in both of those offenses, I think they played each other last week, actually. So it was an easy game to kind of watch when you're watching the game in 40. But basically, the same team ro- rolled out. They, they looked very similar on the offense. There was three clear wide receivers. So they, the fourth wide receiver was nowhere near both the Jags or the uh, commanders. So Curtis Samuel and Zay Jones are going to be on the field a lot in both of those offenses. And again, the, the tight end feels a little bit weak on both of those offenses. So I like the fact that, you know, there's no fourth wide receiver. There's no strong tight end. There are pass catching backs, but, you know, I think uh, obviously both return value. Both were on the wire in a lot of leagues. Um, and the likes of Kenny Galladay, I dropped straight away for, for those kind of players. Uh, Isaiah Likely was on one of my teams and he got dropped for one of those. So they're the kind of names that I would drop for those. But usually, you know, when you're looking at running backs, but not this week, I like, I like those wide receiver threes. Nice. Yeah, great. And Rob, I bet you made the same names. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not, I didn't really attack the wide receivers. I think uh, there's so much depth and, and I think in the leagues that we play, they're quite, um, they're quite deep rosters. So it's difficult to, to find those sort of players on the wire. Um, I went for the running back. So again, I, di- I didn't, didn't spend a turn, but Eno Benjamin was a player that I was, um, that I targeted and, and picked up. Um, I think I just obviously with Connor in the past and his health and, even though it was a bit of a blowout at the end, he did seem to get a lot of the work. Um, he got a lot of targets. Uh, I think he had three or four targets, um, and he had some good, uh, some good end of the rushing. So, so yeah, I picked him up um, as more than more more than likely just whole handcuffs. You know, no no real start start value. Um, and then obviously Jalen Warren was the other one that I looked at. Um, picked up and actually dropped him again there because I, I made a claim. But um, but yeah, again, he was someone that. Um, I think there's a lot of talk about Najee Harris with his list rank might struggle. The offense is not great. So that's the only downside of him, but he, you know, he's, he's likely to be the number two and get the work. So, you know, a low end, <clears throat> a low end flex. Um, and, you know, if you're in a pinch one week, he's not a bad stash. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good, good, uh, good insight there. Both of you. Um, question of the week then, what's your toughest start sit decision this week? If you can uh, boil it down to one. Tony. Um, Albert O'Queen Albert O. <laughs> or, or Tyler Higby is when, when I'm going back and forth. Um, I don't think Higby's going to get those targets. Bit of a strange start of the week, obviously going to tight end, but um, it's just something that's on my mind at the moment. I'm not sure which way I'm going to go in that league with those two uh, tight ends. You know, I was encouraged by Albert O's usage. And Higby, but I don't. I just can't see him getting eleven targets again. You know, I'm, Robinson was another start. The fifty-fifty. I think consensus is he's going to get his this week. So we'll see what happens to Higby's targets. I think um, I might ride with uh, Russ and Albert O on that one. Nice, Rob. Yeah. So um, I got one league of Tony Pollard. He's he's someone that I've I've got a little bit of concern of this week, and I think just basically the whole Dallas offense in general. Obviously, they've lost Prescott now for I don't know anything between five and eight weeks is the is the talk. If you listen to Jerry Jones, but um, yeah, I just think they didn't look. He didn't look good. He was terrible in pass protection. I think that's something that Zeke um, stood out on on the, in week one, and that hurt Pollard. So. He didn't look as explosive as Zeke, and I think we all had this on the off-season that I'm as, I was more Zeke than Pollard. But still, I just worry that he's not even going to be a flex value this week. So he's probably someone that I may be um, staying away from. Um, and then, yeah, and then I just guess it's, it's more the, the Rams. Again, I think uh, Antonio said about the 
Alan Robinson, do you play him? Don't you play him? And obviously the running backs. Uh, I've got Henderson in one team that I'm just going to have to play, but you can see it being where, you know, they probably bring acres more into the game for some reason, whatever it might be. So uh, yeah, those sort of decisions are, are difficult because they're good offenses and the players you want to start. But um, yeah, something to have a think about really. Yeah, a, a reminder, coaches don't care about your fancy football team. They certainly do. They will, they will do it just to troll you, I'm sure, Rob. Just just thinking about you, the Rams, huh? Hey, can they piss you yeah. off this week? <laughs> See, can you? Akers <laughs> is going to go off for 25, 25 carries. He's going to have a touch to him. He's going to be like... Absolutely. Now then for you, Rob, as he, uh, as he crosses our line for a touchdown. Um, so into the main topic then. Um, theme is, as always, uh, stats and sits. Uh, for this uh, this episode of the week, so um, one start, one sit from each position, starting at the quarterback. Tony, we'll start with you. Um, you've noted noted this thing in advance. You've gone for Derek Carr, so tell us uh, mm. why you're excited about Derek Carr this week. I think I I think they they're a, a, a proper real bounce back candidate to to perform um, the the Raiders. I think uh, the Arizona Cardinals defense is awful. Um, I think they're just a team to target the whole year. We saw what Mahomes did. Obviously, that's Patrick Mahomes last week. But, you know, Carr's got weapons as well. Um, and I don't think I'd put any of those other weapons on here, but they probably should be. I, I would start all of them. Renfro, Adams, and Waller. I think any stacks that you're looking at DFS, that uh, Derek Carr's probably a good play this week. Brilliant. Rob, over to you for your quarterback start. Yeah, so for me, it's going to be Carson Wentz um, for Washington. He had a very good week one. I think I think preseason and, and in the offseason, everyone was out and down on Carson Wentz, but he, he did well. I think he, he finished in the top 14 last year. So even though it didn't feel like that, he was, he was pretty good. So yeah, he had a really good um, week one. He attempted 41, I think 41 attempts in the passing. I can see another similar game with Detroit. You know, Detroit are not great defensively. Um, they, were in a, they were in a shootout last week with the Eagles. So again, you can see that one going back and forth and maybe again, another DFS game that you want to target. So yeah, I think Wentz with uh, Dotson having a, you know, a little, I wouldn't say a mini breakout, but two touchdowns. And then obviously you've got McLaurin and, and Samuel and Donnie mentioned earlier. So yeah, I think he's a good play this week. So he's, a, he's, a, he's got a good chance of having good numbers. Yeah, I think he's been called out as a good streaming option in a couple of different places, especially if, uh, if you've lost Dak Prescott. Um, so, Tony, back to you. Let's talk about why you're concerned about Matt Ryan at the Colts' new home. They historically have a terrible record against Jacksonville. Away. We all remember what happened last year. Uh, the Colts had to win to get in, and Wentz obviously uh, lost that game. But it's not, not just that. Um, Pittman looks like he's injured. Um, I think Alec Pierce is actually in the concussion protocol. I don't think he's going to play. He's just another weapon down for them. Uh, and if, you know, if the Colts do get back to winning ways, it, it feels like a Jonathan Taylor week. I, I can't see Matt Ryan putting up fancy relevant numbers away to Jacksonville. Um, and who's to say Jacksonville don't rebound because they have enough talent on that team to, to probably win that game. That's probably going to be a upset if they do, but it'd be a close one, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, the weapons is, uh, is definitely an issue. Well, um, your concern for quarterback. Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, I think this is this is an easy sit for me away at, at Buffalo. Arguably got the best defense in the game. Uh, obviously, if you watch week one, um, yeah, it was it was a torrid time 
um, when you know when they were up against the Bills. So the Rams, you know, Stafford was terrible, and I think Tannehill wasn't great in Week One. You can see this being a sort of, even though you can see them getting blown out, you can also see this just try, they're going to try and run the ball through Henry. I don't think their weapons are strong enough. Burks is he's still growing. You know, they've got Phillips, and they haven't really got much else. So I think Robert Woods we talked about offline. Antonio he wasn't. Um, He's not looking great either. So yeah, I think that's an e- it's an easy fade for me on Tannehill this week. Kyle Phillips is uh, didn't did not practice yesterday with a knee a shoulder injury, so that's one to watch. There we go. Just one less web. Yeah, complete fade. Absolutely, uh, Rob. We'll go back to you for the running back start. Who you got? Um, so this one, yeah, I'm going to go with Miles Sanders uh, for the Eagles against the Vikings. Again, this could be another DFS shootout. Um, I don't think I don't think the Eagles will run away with this one and I, I can see this going back and forth the Vikings look really good week one so did the Eagles obviously and Sanders did as well I mean I think his yards per carry were, was really high well over five uh, five yards per carry so yeah you can see him getting a touchdown he doesn't get all the work but I think he's a solid you know a solid RB2 I think you can play him with confidence in week two it was good to see him get a touchdown last week especially after all the he's uh, a good runner Sticky yeah. was getting. Yeah. He's a good runner. It's just they, they don't use him for some reason. Yeah. Um, Tony, talk us through Henderson then. Yeah, I, I'm going to start Henderson this week. Um, I, I was thinking about talking about this earlier when your starts it. It's between Henderson and James Robinson in one league for me. I'm going to go with Daryl Henderson just because I think, uh, I think Kyron Williams actually landed on IR after that Buffalo game. I know he's not going to take too much work away from either Henderson or Akers but again we're down to two running backs so you know that's probably a good sign in a game that they're, they're favoured I can't see them just saying right week two Akers it's your turn Henderson's in a 50-50 split at worst just 50% or higher basically for Henderson in a game they're favoured in a game that they're home in a game they should win I'm taking the starting running back on that team Nice Henderson to run it back um... Rob, give us a sit then at running back. Yeah, so this one, um, this one's tricky. I think I've got two big names, but I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Harris. So Najee Harris, I, it's, it's probably not someone that you, you would <laughs> you ultimately can sit if you've got him. But if you've got anyone else, he might be someone to consider um, and not maybe get your RB one numbers this week. He's obviously I've already mentioned Liz Frank. Um, he said he's perfect. You know, he's okay. But he was, I think he came off the side in the week one and was complaining about the foot. The, t- the team and the offense just is, dra- is trash, basically. I think the, the line is rubbish. They, they struggle to run the ball. They're going to struggle to get touchdowns. I'm a complete fade on the, um, on the Steelers at the moment, even though I do love, you know, some of the individual weapons and pickings and we've talked about offseason. So, so yeah, Najee Harris for me is somebody I would be fading if you've got someone else, you know, if you've got a bit of depth at running back. Yeah, absolutely. This goes... Back to your point in the offseason, like, yeah, plenty of running back. So obviously it's going to be tough for Najee Harris. You know, if you if you've got Najee Harris, you've picked him in the first round, potentially, or, or yeah. early second, and it's going to be tough to sit him. But I hear what you're saying. Um, Tony, talk us through your next pick then. And I've drafted this guy in a couple of different places, and I know everything you're about to say is going to hurt me. But uh, I think it's more to do with the the fact I think that the Packers will will win this game, and I think they'll. They're quite a slow playing team, as in Rogers. You know, we'll milk the clock. It'll be a running game, without doubt, because of the weapons on the Packers side. So again, the clock will just disappear from Chicago. So I'm going to pick David Montgomery as a sit here. Um, 
and not only that, I think we saw a lot more of Herbert. I know it was a sloppy game versus the 49ers, but we did see um, Herbert a little bit more than probably people thought, and obviously he got the touchdown that game. And the other question is, is the even if it was a, a bit more competitive, is the offense good enough to kind of stay on the field? Oh, I can see a lot of three and outs coming from Chicago. We could have picked any of them, really, on, on the sits, if I'm honest. So um, all of that equals danger for running back, I think. Yeah, I, I feel that danger already. And it's only going to week two. Um, let's stay with you then, Tony, and talk about your yeah. wide receiver stat. Yeah, I'm, I was amazed at how much I went back and watched this game. But he, Goff did target Amorasso Brown a lot in that game. He's he's killing Hawkinson as well. So, you know, uh, we can talk about Hawkinson being a poor selection, I guess, in round six or seven or whatever he was. But Amorasso Brown is taking all of that intermediate to short range stuff from. Um, Jared Goff and it's going to be high scoring as Roberto said I think pretty much any game with Detroit will be high scoring this year this week uh, the other thing to I put him down here uh, you know Swift's and uh, Swift's injury is a bit worrying because I think they raised um, someone from the press practice squad uh, as a running back Justin Jackson the old charger he's actually gone to the active squad that's 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 a worry sign for Swift um, if Swift doesn't play, that's even more targets in that range for Amarase Brown. So that is something to watch. Um, even if he's not 100% Swift, he's not running those outrights as fast as he can. Amara will just gobble all that up. So, uh, yeah, easy start for me. Okay, nice. Rob, let's have a start from you at wide receiver. Yes, I think I had the same as Tony on this one. Um, yeah, I think we were both... I, I'll I speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure off-season I was off Amara. I think we, we were saying that about the just with Hawkinson and Swift. So yeah, he's, he's looking good. So you can't fault, can't fault him. But for me, it's going to be Cortland Sutton um, against the Texans at home. You know, Russ finally gets his uh, opening game at home. Um, I watched them last week. I wasn't worried, even though he didn't have a touchdown and he was quite quiet early on. Sutton still had, I think he had one of the most air yards in the league last week. So that's encouraging. He had seven targets. He still had 70 odd yards. So the Texans, yeah, they, they, you just don't know what you're going to get with the Texans. They, they, sometimes they can produce, sometimes they can't. This could be a complete blowout. So you can see Sutton getting maybe 70, 80 yards and a touchdown, or it could be a back and forth. And again, you can see him getting the target. So I like him. I think he's the number one there, even though Judy had the touchdown last week. Um, he's an alpha. He was looking for him all the time with the, you know in the corners and the you know the contested catches. So, so yeah, Sutton for me is a strong start this week. Okay, nice. Yeah, interesting one to watch from the. Uh... On that offense, Tony, talk us through Bateman as a as a set. I just I didn't like the the fact that he had two or three targets in a game where actually was quite competitive until the third quarter. You know, um, it signals to me that the Ravens can probably do what they like really with with the mods. Now, after putting this down, I did realize actually that a few of their receivers are injured, so that might change a little bit, but. The, the philosophy is the same thing. Ravens will win um, by running it. And if Dobbins is back, it's even better. Um, and, and or Thrones, Mark Andrews, who I think will rebound massively this week. So I think, you know, it's going to be rare that Andrews and Bateman have big weeks just because of that philosophy of the team. On top of that, I think Miami's defense is actually quite good. Um, they got obviously a couple of good cornerbacks there. Um, one of them can, you know, shadow. Bateman quite easily. So uh, I see rebound game for Andrews, therefore maybe not for Bateman this one. 
Yeah, makes sense. Um, Rob, give us a sip. Yeah, so I'm going to go back to the game that Tony mentioned earlier with uh, the Packers and the, and the Bears. So my win was Darnell Mooney. Um, I think a lot of people on Twitter are not worried. I, I've, I'm, I'm not sure I'm on the same um, you know, same boat with them. I think I'm worried, especially this week. I think the Packers at home, um, it, you know, they were terrible last week. Um, but in Green Bay, you know, Rogers turns it on as they, I think he said it in many games that he owns the, he owns the Bears when he plays them. So I think their defense or their corners are supposed to be on paper, some of the best in the league. You know, Jair Alexander was, you know, one of the top corners. So he's going to be on Mooney, you'd imagine. Um, and you can see, like Tony said, you can see the Packers getting up early and milking the clock, running the ball. Even if they got a throw, the Bears, you know, you could just see, um, even though I was down on fields last week, he did all right in the end, you know, he got him the win, but I think mm. he didn't get the targets, Mooney. I know everyone's saying about the weather and all, but yeah, it, it'll be better, the weather, but you can still see them struggling. He had three targets, I think, last week. Yeah, three targets from one reception. So I would stay away from Mooney this week um, as, as a wide receiver. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a good shout. Keep away from the beers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, the general theme. Rob, we'll go back to you for tight end. Yeah, so tight ends is always really tricky, isn't it? I think um, Everett, my pick last week, had another good game last night. Um, so he's, he's he would have been one of them again. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to go with um, Robert Tonyan. So I'm going to go in the same game again, back to the Packers. I think if you look at the usage last week, he's been off um, injured for most of the off-season um, from a serious injury. But So they, he was on a bit of a snap count. But when he was on, Rodgers was looking his way a lot. I think he had four or five targets. Um, and, and receptions. He was his go-to, you know, when when um, Adams was getting like double teamed and things when he was fit. I think it was two years ago or last year. I can't remember the exact year, but he, he was good. And I think he's starting to make his way back. And I think with the weapons they've got at the moment, they haven't got very good weapons. So he might be looking his way again early on and, and you could see potentially Tonyan getting a touchdown at some point. Um, so yeah, he'd be my start. Okay, brilliant. Tony, got it. Let's go. Yeah, I think uh, I think people might be 50-50 about starting him because they saw how many targets AJ Brown got. Got only got four, um, but I do think that's a sneaky game uh, that Minnesota um, Philadelphia game, and Hertz is going to have to throw a lot more. So I I I feel like the last year I see I saw enough, like I said in the off season with um, Hertz and Goddard. I just think it's easy to trust him in a game like this. Uh, see, didn't put up the big foot week one, so that might turning people off a little bit but stick with it and I think you'll come through um, but there's a, there's loads of tight ends I like this week you know I could go in Tyler Conklin I think is a starter CJ Uzama is um, looks like he's going to miss the game with a hamstring actually and he also played 20, 20% snaps last week he's the clear clear tight end one on a team that has to throw and get garbage time uh, touches we saw all those targets last week to Michael Carter and Brees Hall that could easily go to the tight end this week um, and calibrate for the reasons we talked about earlier with the uh, wide receiver troubles at Tampa Bay. Yeah, nice. Plenty of options here then if anyone is uh, is still stuck at tight end position until he's got you sorted. But tell them, tell the people who they shouldn't be starting at tight end. Sorry, did you me? ask me? Or you, sorry, I didn't catch you. Did. 
Yeah, you rock. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go with Irv Smith. Um, and I'm disappointed with this one because I, I traded for him in one league in, uh, in the off-season. I think he's had so much hype in the last couple of years. And he is pretty good when he's on the field. But um, he's not right. Obviously, I think he only played 31% of the snaps last week. He had a complete goose egg, didn't score any points, didn't get many targets. It is the Justin Jefferson show in, Vi- in the Vikings and obviously with the run game is Darwin Cook. So even though I, I predicted this one to be a bit of um, a bit of a DFS sort of game to go for, I still worry that he might not get the usage. And if it's not just Jefferson they're looking at, then they've still got the other weapons in uh, Phelan and, and Osborne as well. So I think he's, he's a fade until I see something um, from him. Which is a shame, you know. He's a Twitter darling, I think, and everyone loves to see Eve Smith do well, but he's just not producing. No, I yeah. agree with all that, and I, pretty much exactly the same for my sit. So, someone who's a Twitter darling, who you need to see something out of them before you start again. Dawson Knox disappeared in that first game. Um, I, I don't know how you can have confidence starting Dawson Knox with Mackenzie and Crowder, who are very quick twitchy as the wide receiver three. Whoever's in there. Allen's going to fancy the separation on them, I think, a little bit more than the tight end. It was clear to see that. Um, also, Zach Moss got six catches at the backfield. So, that again, pass catching running backs and tight end correlation is strong. So, that's not a coincidence to see all those kind of receiving um, usage going to the backs last week and the tight end getting nothing. So, you can't start him until you see something, I think. I mean, I, I could have said, again, there's loads of names here. Cole Komet, you can't start for the same reason. Um, OJ Howard, forget about that. That was a one-week, uh, two or three targets. Caught them both for a touchdown. You know, there's, there's t- Taysom Hill, three touches maybe, all of them running. The one thing about Taysom Hill, he is a bit of a bonus player, if you like, because, you know, if Kamara does sit, forget about Winston, because Winston will play. But if Kamara sits then Hill can be started. I can tell you that now, um, easily. That's that's an automatic start if Kamara doesn't sit. So I'll be watching that one. And looking for Higby as yeah. well, I think. I think obviously you mentioned the amount of targets he had last week. They've already talked about trying to get Robinson more involved and if this could be a one-sided game, if anyone's got any illusions that Higby's going to be getting 12, 13 targets again this week, you're going to be, yeah. very, you're going to be very sad. So yeah, again, someone to look out for. Yeah, love it. Shitting all over the format, but plenty of names. I love it, guys. Um, <laughs> Perfect. And now with the bonus, as if you need the bonus section, because you've been taking liberties left, right and centre. But uh, check some other names out that you just cannot finish this podcast without mentioning. I'll go with one. I go. got, yeah. yeah, I'm going to say CD Lamb. Um, and this one hurts me because uh, I've got him in quite a few places in Dynasty. And I think... I hold my hands up. I, I I thought he was going to be a good. It was going to be a good year for him. But now again, we're we're back where we were for the last two years. He still hasn't proven it. He still has not got, you know, the number one. It's it's all been projection. And now with Prescott out, you worry this. You worry this week. You know, Cooper Rush is he a good quarterback? I don't know. He might get targets, but are they going to be quality targets? He's a you know he's a low end wide receiver three flex at best, um, and it pains Ooh. me. It pains me. I'm not, I, I'm not sure about that. I, I don't think they're going to score enough points. I just I can't see him. He's certainly not a wide receiver one or two this week for me. Um, and I, you know I'm afraid. And even though I don't think I mean the Bengals will just roll over the the you know roll over the the, the Cowboys. So I, I just yeah it just worries it just worries me long term. Um, 
which is a we shame. can talk about this. We can talk about this for a long time, Matt, because yeah, I don't I think Lamb yeah. will uh, completely bust without yeah. Dak. I think Rob has got uh, used to that um, Twitter sort of snippet yeah. section he had last week, and he thinks, you know, I'm getting back on Twitter. I'm going to get my hot. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Rob, uh, that is a hot take. Tony, tell us why Rob is wrong. Well, I, 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 I'm discouraged as well from two, to two catches from 11 or 10, 11 targets. But to be honest, <clears throat> how many times have we seen poor quarterback playing and the wide receiver one has just been kept afloat? And better than that, being in a wide receiver two bracket. I feel like if there was, maybe this was that last year, if they had a Mary Cooper, last year or they had someone else um then different story but he is literally on his own he's playing with noah brown um tolbert was a healthy scratch last week you know the, someone called houston was playing i never seen him in my life simi foco got one or two snap this is this is nothing they got there's no no competition for targets outside of schultz so it's going to be the lamb and schultz show and actually cooper rush didn't look bad he's actually quite mobile um more than the likes of Ben Denucci and I can't remember the others they had. Dalton, obviously. Garrett, was it? Something like that. Yeah. He, he's actually not bad. He, he can avoid rush, get out of the pocket and find someone. I'm not worried about Lamb. Um, his touchdown upside goes down. I agree with that. But then, you know, players like DJ Moore are in the wide receiver two brackets without touchdown upside. So I, I can't see him falling outside of wide receiver two with, with that amount of targets. I think Noah Brown, though, played well. I think he looked a better receiver at the end of the game and Rush seemed to, to seem to go to him more than Lamb. And the ones of it, Lamb was still playing outside and he missed a few. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. He's, he's a good um, blocker, Brian. Brian will be on the field the whole time. He's a really good blocker. Um, but, you know, he's not going to separate like Lamb. Lamb just got to, I think his, he has got a problem with drops. If you want to actually talk about, you know, can he actually catch the ball? That's a different story, but he's going to get the target. See, that's why I'm not worried about. Um, well, I'm worried about where he's been drafted, though. I think it's, it, uh, uh, yeah. you know, if you redrafted now, no one's taking him in the first, no. I mean, first or second round. Well, I would, anyhow. I agreed. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, the schedule opens up a little bit for Dallas soon. So, yeah. well, to get yeah, I'm, back. yeah, I'm, uh, Sneakily thinking about maybe you know if a contender if someone goes down zero and three one one and four and they've got Lamb on the team and they desperately need a win soon he's a good target to trade for I would say. Nice. Good. good. Uh, we'll we'll revisit this one next week because that was a great great hot take there, Rob. Um, <laughs> we'll let that loose on Twitter. Um, Tony, give us a bonus name. I'm sure you've got ten. I have. Jerry Judy, though, is one. Um, and I think it's similar to what Roberto said about Sutton. I, yeah, I fancy Russ against Houston to light it up. And I, Judy, um, you know, I can't work out. It, a lot of people are thinking, right, Sutton's going to be the Metcalf and Judy will be the locket to Russ. And obviously, you know, Hamlin might get lost as that wide receiver three. But actually, uh, what happened was there was no... yeah. It didn't feel like that was a straight correlation for what happened in Seattle. It looks like they're going to kind of do their own thing. Judy looks like the yard after receiver, um, yard after catch kind of player, whereas obviously we, we, we know Sutton's bigger in the end zone. Um, Houston's defense probably can't, won't be able to handle Jerry Judy. I, I like him as a play this week. Any PPR league, probably over Sutton in PPR. 
and maybe half point set. So let's see what happens with, uh, with Judy. Yeah, another one we'll keep an eye on when we visit next week between those two players with me. Um, I think you've noted down a set as well, Tom. Yeah, Singletary. I was. I'm surprised at Zach Moss's usage. He. He. I mean, he's on a while on the few teams that we've got. Um. Uh, he. He's getting picked up out everywhere now. Just looking on sleeper. His. His kind of. Um. Waiver wire pickups have gone up through the roof, and I think that's because people have realised that Moss was on the field a lot last week in in game number one, and Cook fumbled, and I don't think he's going to see the field for a while now. So if Moss, if it, again we go back to this. Two, two RB versus three RB system. I think Moss can probably be in a 50-50 timeshare quite easily with Singletary. He only had eight snaps, Singletary, in a game that they won last week. Um, that's probably not enough. And get down to the red zone again, they're going to trust Allen more than they trust Singletary. I go back to that as well. So you take away the goal line, take away the catches, which somehow seems to be going to Moss. Um, adding a couple of twitchy wide receiver threes that we talked about, McKenzie and Crowder, not sure there's enough for Singletary um, to be a wide, uh, an, an RB2, which is essentially what you want. A nice, good, uh, good words of warning there. Rob, have you got any? Yeah, so um, on. back on the running back position as a start, I think Antonio Gibson, I think this was one of uh, Antonio's last week. Um, he had a really good game. Again, they got the Lions. Again, project the shootout. Even though I've, I've backed Wentz to have a big game, you can also say Gibson in the passing game. Um, I mean, maybe not so much in the rushing game, but I can see him catching a lot of passes and, and potential for touchdowns. You know, they're going to get scoring opportunities. And if he's if he's the goal man, then he's uh, he's a good play. When Robinson comes back, it could be a different situation. But, you know, at the moment, Gibson's got a chance to show his worth, really. So, yeah, someone that, if you've got him, start him. Brilliant. Um, that'll wrap us up for, uh, for starts and sits then. Um, Let's do the dessert. Yeah, we're in overtime. Let's uh, let's melt it a little bit. What's your one hundred one dessert, Rob? We'll go to you first because you've you've had your big Greg's for lunch. You might be thinking about a sweet <laughs> treat for afters. In, in and amongst the cakes, give us. Your I do like yum yums. I do like yum yums and oh, Greg's, but go, no, it's yeah. not. It's not that. That's not my one hundred one <laughs> though. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, just um. Uh, it's probably like a more of a kiddies one, but I like a, a, a nice hot chocolate uh, brownie with vanilla ice cream. It might be quite a a, a boring plain one but that's yeah hot chocolate fudge chocolate cake with uh with vanilla ice cream is probably my 101 oh, i like that a lot yeah that's nice you thought about that as well you've got uh, a complimentary <laughs> piece in the ice cream you've got to have that yeah well, that's not the same about the ice cream no it? exactly terrible I can, choice i can see tony i don't know if you can if, if you listen to this guys i don't know if you can hear tony's flicking through his notepad so he's clearly his diary of the best desserts he's eaten over the last what 40 45 years and uh, yeah go on hit us with it tom what, what have you got well i've got here on my uh, menu any crumble with a with custard okay is is a 101 any so rhubarb crumble apple crumble i'll take any of that especially with winter coming Job i done. like it i like it seasonal uh, looked at the weather, <laughs> taking into account the weather. All right, brilliant. Um, we've got a quick question from, from Twitter again. I've stolen this. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible start and sit decision that someone's facing. Is Tony Pollard or Damien Pierce? Damien Pierce, if you remember, was going to get all of the work for the Texans. What a terrible question! 
getting none of them. Yeah, I know. I know. I thought, you know, we'll finish on, a, on just an awful, <laughs> awful dilemma that someone is facing. So if you're feeling bad about your team this week, anyone listening, yeah. at least you're not choosing between Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard and David Yes, PPR, give us your answer, gents. For me, I, for me, it's Pollard, yeah. yeah. It's got to be Pollard. You, I, I think I'd rather keep an empty space and not get any minus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think, yeah, but, Pollard's uh, going to start any Pollard. He's going to play down. You, you can't see um, no. Damien Pierce getting a lot of work. But if you go on week one, and they're going to get, they're going to be getting destroyed. And he, they're still not sure he's the pass catcher. So Rex Burkhead's probably a good flex as well, because he's probably going to get a lot of opportunity to catch the ball. So yeah, I would probably go Pollard. I think the switch will come. It's just when when is it going to come? It's not going to come in game. Well, you know, it might be a transition through a game. Picking that game that comes from Rex to PS is going to be very hard to predict. You know, away to Denver, I, I can't see it in that game personally. But so um, Pollard's the play in that instance. But we, we there are so many players on the wire that you could plug in play instead of those and drop. I would drop. If I had to drop one, I'd probably drop Pollard, you know. Um, because Pierce will get snapped up pretty quickly. Pollard might stay on the bench there with, on the wire with with uh, Cooper Rush for the next four or five weeks. People might not be interested in him, so he might actually stay on the wire. Although obviously we know he's got value as a hanker. Um, but Pierce could be the winner as soon as three or week three or four. But you know names that we talked about earlier. You know the names I gave Zay Jones on the wire start him straight away in the flex. Or if this is a flex discussion. I mean, if this is your RBT discussion, <laughs> you're in trouble. Whatever, <laughs> forfeit the game. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I talked about Zay Jones, Jarvis Landry was the start of the week for me last week. You can plug and play these players over these kind of running backs, I would say. A deep sleeper for me, which I'm going to play in one league, is uh, Christian Watson this week. Even though I think I was harsh on him in the off season, he missed that big touchdown by Rogers. But you could see, you know, as a as a uh, boom or bust flex, I can see him having another another attempt this week. Um, can I? A deep ball. Can I? What happens if Lazard's back? I think that's better that? for him. I think it's better for him. Would you still play? Watson I still play. Yeah, I think. It, well, I think he is back. I think it takes away the coverage from him a little bit because I think he's still. They were trying to integrate him into the team. And the other the other players are just not good anymore. Cobb and all. I know. I know they said he likes going to them, but they got they got a fun bin last week. So you can see they, again, he's second round draft capital, and he he still got the legs. He actually, you know, he burned the corner. I can't remember which corner it was, but he's a, you know a well regarded corner. So again, it's a deep sleep. You know, it's a deep flex, boom or bust. It could be a complete bust. But I, if you compare him to the other two guys, he's got just as much chance of getting a good week than than the two we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, what about players like uh, DJ Moore? Are you worried about DJ Moore? I'm asking <laughs> Roberto this question. Sorry, Matt, <laughs> take over. I'm asking Roberto, DJ Moore. Well, I, I'm asking you, what did you think of uh, the QB upgrade for... Uh, well, it's not an upgrade. Well, I did say this off season. Oh, right, I don't okay. think he's. I didn't think he's an upgrade. But no, I'm not too worried yet. Like I said, I think I've said this offline. He's still... The premium talent. I think he's going to have a better matchup this week. I think it's. I think he was up against one of the best corners. Was he up against um, Lattimore last week? No, was it La- Denzel not Lattimore. Ward, Denzel Ward. Sorry. Yeah, he was up yeah. against a top corner, so a shutdown corner. So I think this week he's got a much better opportunity against the Giants. So I would look for a big bounce back. Over under on the five targets. I think is the uh, is the line. I would take the over. Yeah, a lot of talk about DJ Moore on Twitter, and obviously Loads. a lot of people disappointed because the the 
they all bought into the narrative that, okay, he's got a quarterback upgrade, he's going to get those touchdowns. But he's a consistent WR2. So if you've drafted him to be that, anything else is a bonus. But uh, yeah, he's on my team with Mike Williams. Thank God Mike Williams woke up and uh, played the way he did last night. But yeah. Big catch. We yeah, didn't mention the catch. Did we mention? We didn't mention the catch. Oh, so incredible catch! Phenomenal catch, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. We didn't mention that, but yeah, awesome catch. Yeah, yeah. and there's other players. I'm a little bit worried about Terry McLaurin. Obviously, he only got two targets last week. Curtis Samuel got eight or nine. You know, that's not a good trend for someone who's uh, drafted so high. There's loads of things to be watching in this in this week um, to see if they're trends or or if there's just a one-off. McLaurin and DJ Moore, two of the names I'm watching, but, you know, either way. Um, Interesting to see McCaffrey as well. I want to see the usage from McCaffrey this week. Um, yeah, less worried there. No, no, not <laughs> less worried about the player, but no, the usage, no, I'm worried about the usage is whether he's going to be the, you know, justify that 101 that most people, a lot of people are taking him. I'd much, at this point in time, I'd be much com- more comfortable having Taylor. That's for sure. It's not even a competition for me at the moment. If we're talking about that, uh, you've got to mention Barkley. Uh, well, I was going to mention that's, this is this is a yeah this is a sore one this is a sore subject this one because <laughs> we're we're, no, we're well, debating not, the trade I mean, but yeah you, you, know. you people got him in you got him in mid range I got him, didn't you? I got him range that, too, that's, yeah. that, that's a bargain now yeah. it's looking like a bargain How, however I do feel like I do feel like he um how far is this Giants offense going to take them yeah I. Uh, you know, they've got no weapons on the outside. So in a game that they need to come back, yeah, you get the dump-offs, but they're not going to get... Are they going to get close to that end zone again? Uh, as much, sorry, you know, with with, with no res- wide receiver one at all. Galladay's awful. You know, two targets last week, 77% on the field. He can be dropped straight away. Tony's not interested by the signs of it. He's got, obviously, a, a bit of an attitude problem with the um, coaching staff. Wanda Robinson's injured. Sterling Shepherds, all right. PPR. People laugh at him though, don't they? You know, he, as a as a wide receiver one, and no tight end. So you know, it's Barkley on his own, and historically on bad offenses, there's only so far he can go. Um, I think he's all right for volume play, but top three people are saying now, you know, it nah, should be Taylor, McCaffrey, so. and Barkley. No chance. No, Darling I think Cook, it could be his best. Over. It could be his. It could be his best game of the season. Um, as much yeah, as I hate could, to say it, really it that could have been his, really his, his best game, but I hope not. I mean, he did see, we've seen the breakout runs, but like you said, if it's bad offense, he, you can't say he's lucky with the breakout runs, but he won't get as many, he won't, he won't always get those opportunities. And if you take away those, those big runs, then it's not a great get. you know, it's not an amazing game, but yeah, I agree. I, I would certainly have Dalvin Cook over him long-term, but, but he looked yeah. good. He did look good. And if he was in a good offense, he, he would be a contender for Abby one for the season. Saquon or Eckler, rest of the season. I'm going to say... PPR. Oh, half, right, Saquon. If it was full, I would go the other way. But like, yeah, like you said, I'm worried about Eckler. The Russian, yeah. I think the Eckler with the Russian. I think the, yeah, I had, I had the over-under last night. I think it was four and a half or five and a half. No, four and a half, Eckler. I took the over. <laughs> but, it, well, you know, yeah. easy. Without yeah, Keenan Allen. It's key, yeah. I think Keenan Allen's key. That's what I said right at the beginning. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when... If Keenan comes back and if it's more like game one, then it's worried. Start to worry about Eckler. Um, was last night ten targets because Keenan wasn't there and Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter, just not good enough. Really, as wide receiver twos, were they? Let's be honest. Um, no. Ever, full PPR, definitely. yeah, full PPR. You still got to trust Eckler. He's got a good yes. safe floor. Yeah. But half and none, 
then yeah, he's, he certainly may not be a round one pick, and I would certainly go Barkley in those formats. Perfect. That wraps us up then, gents. And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on, uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore Play Action Pass and our website playactionpass.co.uk. We're always releasing. Uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content to so check out the feed check out the website uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content so please do play to us on twitter let us know your thoughts uh, anything we can do to improve anything you like what you want to see more of all of your questions uh, and we'll answer those on the show or we'll answer them on the feed depending on their agency um, to reach out to us individually find tony at light type 7 rob at team best 10 and me at matt on twitter like I said, send us your questions. We'll answer them on the next episode. Or if it's super urgent, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening and support the show. Bye.